Walter. This is One Blunt Woman with Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means, and thank you for being brave enough to listen to my show, One Blunt Woman. I have some special guests with me today. Kevin, how are you? I am fantastic. I've how are missed you? you. I missed you too. I had to go to St. Louis last week. Oh my God, I sat in that fucking arch thing. Have you ever done that? You're, didn't you come oh, up there? Yeah, I, I, my parents are from there, but okay, yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I've done it. I got in the little, tiny little cart thing, and I got up, and I went straight down. I was so nervous. I'll never do that again. It might be the most claustrophobic thing I've ever been in. Definitely the most claustrophobic thing I've ever been in. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40.com, and I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Stacy Kay. She is from Victoria, Texas, and this woman is simply amazing. She interviewed me a few months ago. Um, we're both survivors of a fucked up childhood. Yes. And <laughs> she is getting an award this weekend. They're doing the 10th annual Women That Soar Awards, and Stacy is getting an, a mentorship award. They changed it. Oh, they changed it. What's it now? Uh, it's the Community Outreach Award. Community Outreach Award. Sounds very PC. I got to tell you, what you did, Hurricane um, Harvey, with all everything, you were stranded. Yeah. I, I kept following you, and because you live... So, well, Victoria, Texas, so we were two miles from the eye of the storm, and that thing just beating down on you for six hours. I got to tell you, after I was following you live, I was following you on Facebook, I'm like, you had no power. Didn't your neighbors across the street have power at one point? My, my neighbor across the street is one of the richest, wealthiest men in Victoria, uh-huh. so I'm going to tell you, that whole castle, and even the lights in the trees lit up, and about... Two days into that without power, it's enough to push you over the edge and piss you off. Oh, because he had he how, he must have had generators. It was it was a whole generator. The whole uh, house lit up. Every did, tree. Surely you went over there and spent the night. Good no. lord. <laughs> I mean, so it, that's probably why you're getting the community outreach award because you have done you did so much and you and you helped so many people. I mean, I was I mean I felt stranded. I couldn't help. I mean, I sent money, I sent goods, but I mean, you physically got in there and helped those people. Yeah, and well. along with yourself. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, I think many people don't realize whenever you go through a natural disaster, the city works for the city. So it essentially is designed not for the people. Now, when I say that, I don't mean it's not working for the people, but it's a structure itself, a business. And so it's there for water purpose, electricity. Now you got a mosquito problem. You got a trash problem. You got a debris problem. Nobody can, nobody knows how to work a flashing red light. So now everybody, now we've got four way stop problem. Jesus. Uh, so the city. That was once the water cleared that you could go on the roads. Yeah. You hit the flashing roads right. I and mean, the flashing lights. So the city actually um, selects nonprofit leaders, pastors, uh, community leaders, um, and they bring them together in a group that's called a VOAD group, which is a voluntary uh, organization that works for the disaster. And those people work for the pe- for the people. So whether we were creating hashtags or uh, you had um, Sportsman's Church or Faith Family Church or Parkway Church or all these churches and these ministers coming together to like a lot places where people could pick up water, they could pick up cleaning supplies, ice, whatever they may need. uh, That's where I came in a part of that group to organize these relief efforts for the people. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, you mentioned hashtags, so you're getting out everything on social media. Well, what do you do when you can't charge your phone anymore and your phone dies? Well, you go to your car and you start it because you don't have any power, so it's hot in your house. So all you can do is through your car. Yeah, you drive around. Damn. 
It's resourceful. I'll give you that. And you have no television. So you're literally, the reason we went, you know, they said, Stacy, you got the biggest mouth here in town. So uh, <laughs> it's a good thing I don't live in your town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have a little competition. <laughs> yeah. Run, why do we run her up? <laughs> a tie. A tie. <laughs> uh, so they were like, let's take it to social media because we knew that people did not have access to um, cable or television, but we knew they would be in their cars on their phones. And so that's why we took to Facebook and we started getting out with these different pastors and community leaders and nonprofit presidents and uh, showing their places of business and what they had to offer the people. Well, okay, so let's let's back up a little bit because you didn't just get to that point, mm-hmm. did you? No. I mean, they just didn't call you up because you're a cute little blonde, you know, and you got a mouth. They, You got to this point because you worked your ass off. So backtrack to your story, uh, your childhood story. Um, feel free to say whatever you want because you and I have a very similar story. Yeah, so they probably know yours. So. Oh, they know my love story. <laughs> That's not a love story. Your love hate. Love hate story. I know. Oh, it's all in my book. Anyway, so. What is your book? When's your book coming out? Well, I um, met with Kim Gatlin the other day. She wrote Good Christian Bitches. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with that book? No. And it became a television show. Darren Starr, who did Sex and the City, he produced a television show. And she's a mom in my neighborhood. And she, we're friends on Facebook. And we met the other day and she read it. And she's like, oh my God, Wanda, this is so good. You've got to get this out. And you need to release it on 420, which is what, Kevin? Uh, 420 is National Pot Celebration Day. Yeah, because... One blunt woman, a blunt is also <laughs> a pot, what, stick or whatever? What is it? Uh, it's marijuana rolled up in cigar paper. There you go. A blunt. But so I, I did not name my show after pot. <laughs> I did not. But the blunt is the mouth. But it's your gener- your younger generation. A convenient coincidence. Yeah, it's a convenient coincidence. Anyway, so I have what I call a trifecta of fucked upness growing up with abuse, abandonment, and neglect. Um, and you grew up with i grew up my my story i mean it's all the same you know it brings us to the same decisions in life you know we're self-medicating and we're looking for some sort of comfort to get through it right uh my story is a little bit different i was nine years old when i was uh sexually exposed by a 17 year old boy Mm -hmm. and uh who masturbated fondled me in bed one night asked me to be his girlfriend and that's what i did um and that moment really uh led me into oh gosh bad relationships, bad choice in men, always looking to rebuild someone. What was your addiction of choice? Food. Food. Oh, that's right, because you were much heavier, weren't you? Yeah, I was 300 pounds, 287 pounds, 15, 16 years ago. So the ACE study that I've talked about, the Adverse Childhood Experiences study, there's 10 simple questions. And that study started as an obesity study. How do we curb the obesity in America? And what they found through their study, which further linked to it's all about childhood, you know, adverse childhood experiences. And a lot of women use obesity as a way to say, say stay away from me. Mm-hmm. Do you think you did that? Most definitely. So I think it's, I think if I would have had access to, uh, you know, I mean, a nine, seven, however old you are, you're not going to have access to drugs, I wouldn't think. But lots of kids start drinking because there's alcohol in their parents' home. So they actually start drinking. You Were know, you drinking at, at nine? No, I used food. I was in a strict Christian home, so we didn't have any uh, liquor. Uh, so I used food. I had, you know, right. I'd sneak food. Right. Ding dongs, Twinkies. Anything I can get my hands Why? on. God, I remember ding dongs. I haven't had one in a long time. Have you? No. <laughs> or a Twinkie. 
Sorry. I don't know why that came to my mind. So, okay. So I, you know, I call it vice management 101 because we've got so many vices, you know, and I've done them all, you know, um, and I have to, I have four kids, so I can't really like live by my vices. So I have to live by raising my children, but I do, I self-medicate. I, you know, I don't do anymore, but I have, mm-hmm. um, sure. So, but with this a study, we don't understand that so much that has happened to us as children really carries on into our lives mm-hmm. as adults and the decisions that we make. So if you have, it's 10 similar questions where you sexually abuse, emotionally abuse, neglected, abandoned, divorced parents, you know, a parent in incarceration, 10, 10 simple questions, yes or no. And I got a six out of a 10 on that test. And I'm sure you've got a high score too. So if you have a four or more on this test, you're 12 times more likely to be suicidal. You're really? Ti- yes, you're 100 times more likely to have some sort of addiction, food, alcohol, some drinking, you know, that's not very smart, but, but I manage it. So what, what I'm saying to you is you're just... Uslove.org, that's your website, is about suppression. Mm-hmm. So many of us had so many issues that happened to us as children, and we don't deal with them, mm-hmm. right? We suppress them. So what you did is you came out with this site, and you've interviewed a ton of women who have, or you do men as well, yeah, right? right? Yeah. You interviewed it's a ton of people. It's hard to find a man that wants to sit down and uh, talk about it. Yeah. So you interview those people because they have found a way to be successful, even though their childhood was less than stellar. I mean, my childhood was awful. Well, successful in a sense of a full circle. You know, I don't think success is defined by our home or the car that we drive. Totally agree. Job title. Uh, So we interview people who... Full circle meaning their past was sexual abuse, but their business formation or or their volunteerism or however they network with people, their mentorship is now healing them from their past. So they're working with victims. They're working with the person that's been sexually abused that's never told anybody and they wonder why they're obese. Or they're working with the person that's the alcoholic going to the AA meetings and they wonder why they're an alcoholic. It's because they were sexually abused. Now, I'm not saying every alcoholic, everybody that's obese has been sexually abused but you see what i'm saying oh, yeah I, I just like you have your show i'm sure that that probably i would say most of your followers probably have sex uh rape sexual assault molestation something and they're getting whether they're laughing about their past with you in some sort of way if they can't take ownership but they can bounce a laughter off of you right it's a full circle for you because you're taking your past and making good of it and they're listening to your past and hopefully gaining something from it. Well, and honestly, I mean, Kevin, do I sit here and lament about me being molested every week? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Nah. Yeah, because honestly, nobody gives a shit. So The show wouldn't be any fun if you did that. It wouldn't be any fun. True, because it's not about me anymore. It's not. It's about, you know, stopping it from happening now. And every single week, I have my weekly pedophile report, which I want to get to. <laughs> you want to do it before the break? Oh, are we having a, is it time to go? Oh, we're coming up on it. Wow, Stacey, we are talking well. Mm. Good. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my weekly pedophile report. And this week, it's actually not a pedophile, although I would bet money. I would bet money he's had his hand in children. Yeah, I would too. Okay, I'm one to means. I'll be right back.
one blunt woman, a mouth that matters. Stacey, I played that for you because I have an utmost amount of respect for you. Ah, thank you, thank you. So I was reading your press releases and I did see on Facebook as well that you were chosen to be one of 100 world changers. That's something that Tammy Kling does, right? Yes. So you came up here and y'all went out in the woods? Yes. What did y'all do? First off, my mother was like, you're going where with who? And we don't have an address? And I was like, no. <laughs> I know. It does sound kind of stalkerish. I don't know. Um, Cra- bad it's, date. It's a leap of faith. But let me tell you, I pulled up to this place and literally, have you been out there where this is? I have not. Okay. It's, it's in Flower Mountain it's a, Yeah. It's a golf course called okay. 18. Tour 18? That's it. Okay. Have you been there? Have you? Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what y'all's, you know, I don't know what real estate is here in Dallas, but I'd be pretty safe to say there's not a mansion. And I'm saying, I mean, mansion sitting in there for probably less than, I don't know. They probably start at what? 10, 15 million, Kevin? Yeah. I don't know. I've never been to 18. (laughs) Really? It's a pretty impressive area. Um, So you were chosen to be one of 100. Um, are, Are they thought? Thought leaders or world changers? What are they calling these 100 people? They're calling them world changers. So they're um, gathered together through different igniters. Um, our friend Yvette Grove. Uh-huh. Uh, she actually, I had never met Tammy. I didn't know, I didn't even know this existed. Well, Yvette did it on print. Yeah, she she was um, she was, but she was there in a conversation piece. So you had four groups. You had a hundred people, twenty five roughly in each group. So my group started at perception. Then we moved to uh, your blind spots. Then we moved to wisdom, and then we ended up with your legacy. And so you stayed with that group of twenty five uh-huh. throughout these different sections. Um, and so she was a. a well, there was two types of people. You had some people with conversation written on their shirt and some people with igniter written on, uh-huh. written on their shirt. Uh, so she was already somewhat familiar with what was going on and a part of that, you know, a leader in the sense uh-huh. for those of us who didn't know what we were doing, never been there before. Uh, most inspirational, inspiring thing I've ever witnessed in my life. You must have been surrounded by a, a bunch of incredibly intelligent, talented people who are i'm guessing balanced and have a life of purpose no yeah and you're wondering what the heck am i doing here yeah well i'm impressed that um you were chosen for that well thank you i I was thank you Uh. so okay so i gotta go back to my um i every week on my show i'm the only show i think on Anywhere that has a weekly pedophile report. I think maybe you can skip it when we have guests. I mean, oh no, we're doing the weekly pedophile report because it's my favorite part of the show. I like usually. I love when I call it a pastor. You know, molesting a kid it drives me nuts. Or the nun. Remember the nun in South America? Oh yeah. There's always fucked up stories. Always fucked up people out there. So we're going to talk about um, Harvey Weinstein because he seems to be in the news a lot. And Every day. I don't know if he's a pedophile, but could he be? Definitely. I'd say it's a pretty good chance. 
So all these, you've heard of this, right? Harvey no. Weinstein. He is a big, um, he owns Miramax, right? He, he's produced, he's produced tons of huge movies. He's a movie mogul. He's this <clears throat> overweight, gross, disgusting, disgusting fucking pedophile. Why don't you, is he a pedophile or you just don't like him? Well, he's been accused of rape, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, and all these big stars have come out and said that he's done all this abuse and harassment to them. And the first person that came out, God, that took some serious balls for her to come out. Yeah. And I mean, you're going against one of the biggest guys in Hollywood who's made so many people famous, like think Meryl Streep, you know, Um, A-listers, A-listers. So he, you know, he would say what he wants, when he wants to who he wants about what he wants. And no one ever stood up to him. And that was this Rose McGowan, this woman, she's the woman who came out and said that he sexually assaulted her. So Imagine the balls it took for this woman to do that. Yeah. I wonder if she saw your show and stopped being suppressed. I don't know. I'm just saying. So he, um, now he's, so a lot of the male actors are coming out like Matt Damon and George Clooney and they're saying, well, I never noticed any of it. Well, of course not, because they're a guy. He's not coming on to the guys. He's right. totally berating the women. And so, and I think, so my son's an actor, and he's getting into this world, and it's my understanding that the lead dude of Nickelodeon is a huge pedophile. I, do I want to get my child involved in that? Mm. Think about, you would not realize the ring of pedophilia around Hollywood and the sexual abuse. You know, they, they joke about the casting couch, right? So I'm, you know, I'm, reluctant to get him in there and he had this great audition i told you about that kevin a couple weeks ago and i was excited for him but then i don't know if i really want him in that world because there's really no boundaries Mm -hmm. they do what they want when they want so now this harvey weinstein guy is he was seen the other day running around out his on his blog street saying wanting to get out i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i'm going and the daughter's like dad get back in the house and he wants to kill himself because that's the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming forth and saying, I fucked up. Yeah, that won't happen. No. So that leads me into my next thing I was going to talk about. The best way to apologize. So have you ever heard someone say, I'm so sorry for your feelings? Does that not drive you nuts? Yeah, just take ownership. <laughs> so my mother, my sister hasn't talked to my mom in 10 years. And I said to her. Have you talked to her? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm her power of attorney. I have to take care of her financially. Yeah, okay. Believe me, it's not fun. I know. So, um, my sister has talked to her in 10 years, and I told my mother 10 years ago, you need to write her an apology letter. So, she writes her letter, and the letter says, I am so sorry for your pain. How difficult is it to apologize and say, I'm so sorry I fucked up? Well, that, that could be that's difficult and so it's difficult especially if she doesn't think think that she did oh no she knows she did she'll or well i don't know she'll say i didn't know it was happening doesn't okay, want to take responsibility but the second you found out you should have kicked his ass out of the house that's all i'm saying well and it shouldn't matter because if somebody comes to you a child and says you know i don't like him he's mean to me or you know she makes me do things i don't want to do period whether you see it or not you should believe your kid right well when kids are forced to lie i mean when kids come out with honesty and they're not believed then they just start lying that's right is that what you want so 
the best way to apologize is don't ever apologize to me for my behavior or how you feel about me. You apologize for your behavior and what you did and show some humility for the love of God. How many times do you have to eat crow? <laughs> okay. That was what you I feel better to talk now? About. I do feel better. Let's go back to the Harry thing. I got a different perspective. Uh, Harvey? No, Harry. Weren't we talking about Harry somebody? That's Harvey really- Weinstein. Harvey. The the mo the Hollywood mogul. Yeah, yeah. What about what do you think? So you were saying like your son, he's going to be an actor. So I'm just oh, you know, my son. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we have a multimedia company. So I'm just wondering, how much of that do you really believe? Do you really believe all that? Or we know that sex sells. Do you think possibly they're putting these stories out to uh, control the mind of the people to build a brand to build a name? Interesting. I'm just saying, you know, the things that we think we don't use to spread gossip is really the fastest way to get the best, I won't say the best, uh, the fastest way to get well, the largest media attention you can. There's too many people that come out against him. This is not gossip. And even, didn't he even own yeah, up he, to He's reaching Cosby-level territory here. Yeah. Well, what happened to the whole Cosby thing? I thought like we were going into the He got trial. off. Didn't they declare a mistrial? I think so. I don't think he's, yeah. Yeah, they declared a mistrial. Now, how's that? See, do we believe that? Do we believe that, really? Well, OJ got off, too. <laughs> or wait, was he in it? No, he he served time for something else. He did. I don't know, robbery. but even if... Not for killing two Even people. if you no. looked at OJ, I mean, OJ is driving the white Bronco that we all saw. Now, here's my whole thing. He's driving the white Bronco at 19 miles per hour, <laughs> and somehow there's enough time for the media helicopter to show oh. up. You know what I'm saying? Do you really like, think they orchestrated that? I, I mean, tell you, I you know, a what? multimedia company, and when you do, you get you unlock a world you don't even know about. So, what do you do with your multimedia company? A lot. We control all the press. We control all the media. This party you're going to come to tomorrow night, we're going to walk up in there with a bodyguard. If you can project to the people that you want to be something, what you got, they need, like it's powerful, it's big, then they'll social media that all day long. You don't have to be anybody. I can pay. I can pay right now somebody to stand on a street corner with a megaphone and yell "Wanda" for thirty seconds. Facebook Live for thirty dollars. It's just amazing what you can do in a world of media. So, I think all this, what we're kind of hearing right now, I won't touch base because it gets political. But what we're kind of hearing right now amongst uh, these these gossip websites or these real news websites i think there is a defining difference but it's all manipulation in the mind you're putting forth a message so you're projecting something upon people that you want them to buy into or believe in well who's the asshole who said morgan freeman died yesterday did you see that kevin no i didn't see that one of my friends posted i can't believe he died i'm like what morgan freeman died they report fake shit like that all the time why do they do that i don't know it's because i'm telling you negativity spreads like wildfire but tom petty did die right? yes tom petty is infected i actually was very sad about that but you're right but it first came out they said he died and then he didn't and then ultimately later he did right same thing right why are they why are they putting out all this fake news and because it spreads so in that fake news you know the the tabloids are a billion dollar industry a billion dollar industry. Are you trying to get a slice of that pie? No, I don't want a slice of that pie. I want my own pie and I want to control the message and put out, you know, I want to unite informative, inspirational individuals. Uh, who What's all, the message you're putting out? 
uh, basically that sexual abuse, we're, we're taking ownership of it. We're successful people. We're changing lives. Uh, we're actually out in the community, uh, in the world, making a difference, a better place. We're talking about it from a real standpoint, from somebody who's walked in their shoes, not like just a licensed therapist or a counselor, even though they may be someone that I sit down and film with, just like yourself. Uh, but Do you believe pedophilia is curable? No. Why not? Um, I think that if we looked at a pedophile and we broke it down, uh, it's it's a act that's done up on their body for many years before probably they knew math, they could read a book. Interesting. And uh, so what? So you, what makes us stop the cycle? Because we're. Um, I can honestly say I've never sexually molested anyone. No, no, and that's Neither. where that's where it gets. Neither of you. No, I have my boyfriend. Does that count? <laughs> He's of age. <laughs> that's that's where it gets confusing because it's not that the cycle uh, continues on and we begin to uh, you know sexually abuse someone else. It's that we take ownership and begin abusing ourselves. But when you take a pedophile, we're talking a different story. Uh, we could be taking a you know talking a mass murderer. That's not the majority of people. What my company does is is we don't give credit to the pedophile, the registered sex offender, the molester. So we're trying to take the media instead of put out these stories like your pedophile story. <laughs> I'm going to change that one of these days. I'm going to have you do like an inspirational story. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. We got to call them out she first. sometimes. <laughs> we got to call out the pedophiles. I didn't say he was a pedophile. I just said he could be. That's right. But he is but, offensive to women in many ways. Yeah. But... Uh, what we're trying to do is bring the same topic of conversation and, and give just as big a stir, just flip the switch. So instead of the pedophile, the molester, the registered sex offender getting all the talk, because that's, you know, what majority, that's what sells. So that's the story we hear about. What we're trying to do is is come in and bring a new media platform and put out, uh, you know, I might have to put out some crazy stories about you. <laughs> Go for it. But... You know, I don't. You wouldn't be the first. I wouldn't be the first. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> and you know, I don't really care, right? I mean, what people think. We might have to do a story like uh, to really spread your name. We might have to do something, Kevin. She's, you know, back here. We're escorting her in with some bodyguards, and she's hitting her blunt. <laughs> and we're getting ready to launch her book on four twenty. Yeah, yeah. And and on four twenty, and we've got the paparazzi out there. You know, this little tunnel down into this building where we're at our secret cave yeah i, I could create the whole thing right this is like the bat yeah. cave almost it is like the bat cave it is like the bat cave. where's the bat pole or... <laughs> so even though you would have people who would buy the book because they smoke pot uh if we just threw in one little line like changing lives talking about sexual abuse inspiration motivating people if we just threw that in it would also catch that other uh perspective of people i don't necessarily Think that that. The whole, I don't necessarily think I'm a motivator, but I'm certainly one to look within and understand why this is happening. I think you're a motivator. I think you just do it in a different way than I do. It. <laughs> I yeah, and that's what right. makes the world go around. Okay, so tomorrow night, the awards are at the Renaissance Hotel. You Saturday can, night. Sa I'm sorry, Saturday night because today's Thursday. Saturday night, October 14th is the... Um, women that saw awards and you can still buy tickets right yes women as far as I know now that may be sold out I saw it today on Facebook okay or on their website actually women that .com. it's at the renaissance in Dallas you can go it's going to be televised correct yeah it'll air who March. are some of the other nominees this year I believe oh you had gosh, it, Sheila, e. It, Sheila E 
What was her song she sang, Kevin? Quick, you know. I know you know Prince, this. Prince, you know. I, I don't. I'm usually really good at this. You don't remember Sheila E. from the Rain. 80s? I do remember. I just can't think of it. Yeah, um, she plays the drums. I think it's Purple Rain. Oh, she, okay. Okay, right. Right. Um, first um, um, female pilot on American Airlines. Her name is Bonnie Tabersi. Mm-hmm. She's one of the women being nominated. Um, Jan Osborne, executive director of A Touch of Life. There's You're in amazing company here. Hey, that's going to air March 2018, Women History Month. What's the chance of that? I know. And April is Child Abuse Awareness Month. Ugh, the odds right after. <laughs> I'm Wanta Means. I am the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. Thank Stacy. thank you so much for coming on. It's a true honor. I think you're a true inspiration, unlike me, but I'm impressed Come on with now. you. Thank you. Don't forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. And I could tell it wouldn't be long. It was with me. Yeah.